0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Papal Bull, Fanbyte's New Pope podcast. I'm Merit Kaye, Features and Trending Editor at Fanbyte.com. And joining me as always is Eric Thurm, Fanbyte's Chief Liturgical Correspondent. And today we've got a special episode for you.
1: We have gone directly to the source. We've communed with God uh, and brought to you an interview with Javier Camara, the actor who plays Bernardo Gutierrez on The Young and New Pope. As longtime fans will know... This really is one of our favorite performances uh, and favorite characters in the franchise. So it really was lovely to be able to talk to him.
0: Yeah, he uh, he's a lovely person to talk to, very poetic, uh, revealed some interesting information about what it was like to work on the show. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the interview. And if you like the podcast, uh, go rate us on iTunes, uh, go to com to check out More posts, some of it maybe about the young Pope, some of it's about other stuff, but you might like it too. And um, check out our other podcasts on this feed.
1: Yeah, uh, it's really, can't stress this enough. I realize I'm dragging out the audio before you guys get to hear the interview, but a real treat. Really excited for you to learn about uh, acting with Jude Law and John Malkovich. Some, uh, you know, being in and around the Vatican and some very exciting uh, information about the potential future of the franchise. And I feel like, I feel like we need to change our sign off. I feel like until next time, he's the Pope. He
0: is the Pope. No,
1: yeah. Until next time. He's the Pope. The is a great pope. Or have, uh, yeah, uh, until, yeah, Life in, in like, see you in two seconds. <laughs> I think I think we should start by doing uh, a segment that we sort of have been doing with all of our guests, um, which is called confessional, where we ask people to sort of talk a little bit about their relationship to the church and to Catholicism, sort of in whatever terms. Like, what is that? What is that like for you
2: going into the this project? But are you talking about my uh, feelings or Bernardo? Yours. Uh, feelings? Yours. Yours. If you're willing to share. Them. If you Okay. You're, yeah. okay. Woo! Okay, (laughs) let's go. Oh well, um, I've been connecting with church all my whole life because I I I belong to a Catholic Christian uh, family. Uh, I've been in a college in a in a a religious college for four years, Mm -hmm. and uh, I promised myself for the rest of my life not going again to the church (laughs) (laughs) because because I've been going to the the mass uh, every day for four years. It's crazy for a little boy. <laughs> and uh, I've never uh, felt any uh, situation of molesting or something. I, I haven't suffered anything. Um, and I, I've i never heard about these cases in my college, in my school, mm-hmm. uh, as Bernardo, because my character has suffered a lot. No? But um, I remember to read the an amazing book called uh, Instrumental for James Rhodes. He's a famous pian- uh, pianist, uh, uh, English pianist. And I've been working in, in the character, watching and, and reading this book. But um, in terms of religion, I'm not very religious guy. I'm sorry. No, and, but I think <laughs> neither it's are we. It's perfect for me. Okay, but I think it's perfect because you have some objectivity and distance to enter in this world because i i remember the priests and the church when i was a little boy and i remember this ambience you know the incense essence and the the smells and the religion the theatrical theatrical Mm -hmm. um kind of life no this kind of mystery and shadows and and it was fantastic to have lived this to play the terrorist.
1: Yeah, that's a I think that's a good way to move into sort of talking about that stuff, which we also want to ask about. So like how how did you get involved in the, the show and sort of like what were your thoughts saying, Oh, I'm gonna be on this thing, you know, that is so much about all these theatrical aspects of the church.
2: Okay. Uh well how I was involved in the in the show. Well, first of all, uh, I remember Paolo Sorrentino a long time ago. We were, we were uh, nominated for... I was nominated for Talk to Her, a film with Pedro Almodovar, mm-hmm. in, uh, in the European Film Awards. And Paolo uh, presents his first film, Luomo in Pew, and he was nominated too. And I think that we were the only two guys we've done... We didn't speak a single word in English. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we look at each other, it's like, hi, hi, hello. We, and you know, Italian and Spanish is quite not, not similar because they are very difficult languages. Mm-hmm. But uh, I tried to speak a little Italian. And I, 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 I didn't imagine that this guy is going to become this amazing guy. But uh, we spent some days in Madrid together and uh, a beautiful weekend. And he remembers this weekend with a, a, a lot of passion. No? And some day I call him. No, I, I sent him an email because of the great beauty to say, congratulations, this amazing. Wow, the Oscars. <laughs> and, but in all these years, I don't know, 10 years, 12 years, I've never contacted with him again. And uh, one actor, a uh, Spanish actor, told me that Paolo Sorrentino is going to play, uh, to, to direct a TV show to HBO about priests, and he needs an, a Spanish priest. And I said, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy. I'm the guy. Hey, it's me. And I contacted him really reluctant, you know, because I was like, oh, my God, contact directly with him. is like, hey, hi, hello. I'm Javier. Do you remember me? I'm... Absolutely pleased and thrilled to do an audition for you. And he answered me in three minutes. And he said, Of course, yes, I'm <laughs> here. Oh my God, it will be great. Are you happy to do an audition? He's like, Yes, of course. And he offers me three, two, three characters, Italian characters. And as soon as I pass this audition, he transformed the character, the Italian character, into a Spanish character. And uh that's because I'm here. Right. I I I wrote an email. I think that's <laughs> the best thing I've done in my entire life. Wow, wow. That's a really good testament to emails. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, who- yeah. It's the first time that I've done this, okay? <laughs> I mean, it's not usual here in Spain. Yeah. In Spain it's impossible, you can do that. It's like, oh, are you crazy or that? I don't know in America, what do you think, guys? I think we have more of a,
1: you might feel differently about this, more of a, uh, you can just send people annoying emails all the time.
2: I think it's more common.
1: Everyone yeah. gets so many of them that they just ignore yours unless they want to respond to it.
2: Yeah, I, we are. We, we feel really shame if you are, you know, re, if you are refused, you are like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe it's the, the guilt, the Catholic guilt, you know, it's like, oh my God, I don't want to do that. But maybe you are, you are very... I don't know. You are professionals, you know, and you you can do that very without problem. We're professionally but, you know, shameless. And, I'm sorry. I just, we're professionally shameless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe yes. Maybe it's, you can you can you can uh, put over this shame to do some things. And sometimes we are always with this sensation of inferiority and a little ashamed, a little timid, or I don't know. But maybe that. But it was amazing to to, wrote this email, to write this email and send him,
1: yeah. Do you, do you remember what the other characters
2: were that he offered you? No, no, because the, I remember that the first... Do you remember the first confession that the, in the first season, when Jude asked me about my calling? You know, how was your calling? And I remember these texts. It was like 20 lines. And when I received this... Uh, this audition is like oh my god it's a it's a poem this is a poem and how how I'm going to play this poem um uh, but the poem was i don't know talking about the the afternoons in may oh how is the afternoons in may the afternoons in may i don't know you mo- it, it, it it was really it uh it captivating a lot to me but it's it was so difficult i mean everything with paolo is a kind of this smell, you know, mm. his point of view is very interesting. His, his way to, to see the life of others is amazing. And the, the texts are really profound. And at the same time, are really simple too. And I think that my character is a kind of guy who connect with God in some way. And is not a saint, but it was a suffering guy. I don't know, it's, it's I, I don't know which character I'm doing for s- two seasons. I, I need a third season to understand my character. <laughs> please, follow. I need a third yeah, season. Please, yes. Tell, yeah. Please,
1: HBO2. Uh, yeah, which would be great, especially given how the, the, the season ends. But I don't know if we can, I don't know when this is going to come out. We can't spoil anything
2: for that. Yeah, I can't imagine a third season. Well, of course I can't <laughs> imagine a third season. And he told us, I want to do a third season. He said, okay, it will be great. But, <laughs> What's going to happen in this different season? Could you imagine it's going to be crazy.
0: But no, it, it is it's great. Um the growth that Gutierrez's character has gotten between season 1 and season 2. Um season 1 he's this very timid kind of guy and then he has yeah. these events that happen at the end of season 1 that that change him. Um how, what was that like uh the filming in cuz you filmed in Queens, right?
2: In, where in, in Queens, Queens for the New York episode? Oh yeah. No, it, it no, it, it, it was LA. Oh, oh, really? Yes, it was LA and uh, it was crazy. Yeah, because at the beginning he was shooting in Queens, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but we were shooting in, in in downtown, in LA downtown. Wow. It was, yeah, it was surprising for me because I couldn't imagine that we can shoot New York in LA. It fooled yes, us. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was LA and uh, um, it was, really good because uh, Gutierrez explodes in these last two episodes in the first season and, and transformed himself a lot, no? And, and of course, became a very good friend of, of um, Pio, <coughs> of Pius Thirteenth, And uh, and it's it's interesting because I think that the second season is not only my character, but the rest of the characters that develop a little more in terms of know how these human beings feel and suffer and love.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, um I don't know the. But for example, uh, it's really interesting how female characters are developed in the second season. Like for example, Cécile de France. Yes. Uh, uh, Ludivine Seigneur, these two French actresses. I don't know. I was so envious about this um, season because it was I don't know, the, the, the plot of Ludivine or Cecile are great. It's like, oh, my God. I think that the, 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 char- the, fe- the female characters are the best in the second season. I think it's the, of course, and John Malkovich you know. But I think the second season is like you can develop a little bit of your character in terms of my characters, in terms of love, and in terms of feelings. And I don't know, it, it, was, it was really good. I, I can't imagine the third it's gonna be great. And there's there is like
1: you were saying, you know, there is this other sort of like poem in the second episode of this season. I don't oh know God, yes. if you have like any thoughts on sort of what that was like. Because you it's it feels almost like it's like a pitch to get him to do it. Because that whole episode, you know, all the cardinals are really trying to get him to agree to do it and he doesn't want to. Uh, yeah. and that feels like the moment that he like agrees. And I I feel like that must have been really, really fascinating to like dig into
2: yeah 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 i think that that's there's a there's a beautiful moment when i read this uh I'm, I'm and i'm a very emotional person i think i cry i cry constantly because i'm a father now and my two little boys are surrounded mm. <laughs> i don't know the life is around me and it's crazy to be part of this tv show and you have the opportunity to say something so absolutely beautiful like uh John Marcus when John asked me about love, no, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh my God. And um I remember that Paolo put the camera just in i don't know two inches in from my nose, and it was so I don't know uh, overwhelming and uh, but yes, I think that Bernardo doesn't speak a lot, but when he speaks he <laughs> speaks so profoundly and so. Emotional and uh, it's a gift to have a, a, a character like this. You know, is uh... I have the opportunity to say some poems. It's it's so difficult to do that, and and for me it's more difficult to pronounce your language, appro- properly. You know, mm. it's that's that's worse because. But it, it's at the same time, it's amazing to perform in another language that you don't control very good. Yeah, because make your character. You know, your character needs to be understood in another language that he doesn't control very good. And it's fantastic. <laughs> Above all, in front of Jude Law no, and your mother, <laughs> they, they, play, they, they play amazingly and they speak perfectly.
1: I mean, that's a, that's a good, definitely, it's like another thing that we, we wanted to talk about in sort of the, right, like the relationship that Gutierrez has with both of the popes feels very specific and really different. And I think we want yes. to talk a little bit about sort of what that was like for you to play it and, and how it, it feels interacting with these people. You don't have to tell us which one, which one was better, but you could tell us off the record <laughs> if you want to.
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm in love. I'm absolutely in love of my, of my popes. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you imagine another Spanish actor with such a good luck? <laughs> um, I, my first season with Jude was unbelievable. Well, both of them are great theater actors. Mm-hmm. They work on theater, they need theater, and they are very committed with theater. And that's really good for them because the theatrical life of the Vatican, the rhythm of the Vatican, the mystery, the, I don't know, the, the control of the time. Because I remember the first scene, the first scene that, that we made uh, together, Jude and me, I remember the first take was amazing. Okay, Paolo said, okay, fantastic, yeah. And the second take, Paolo told him, okay, Jude, please take your time and remember that you are the center of the Catholic Church. You are the father of the Catholic Church and you have the power of time. Mm-hmm. Take your time. And I remember that, I don't know if you, I think that you'd understand, understood in that moment perfectly that, okay, yes. I mark the rhythm. I mark the time. Everything is going to, you know, I am the, and that little nuance detail was amazing to, and he enters directly in the character, I think. And it was amazing to see that because he took a lot of time to, to see his face and and I had time to get relaxed, to hear the music, to hear the sound of Rome, to hear the the the, the birds and the noises of the of the little bugs in the in the trees and you know I, I think that it was amazing for me to, to be part of that. And Jude became a very good friend and and he was re- really happy to to be that relationship with me in this season. And in the second season, John was absolutely different of Jude. And uh, he doesn't need to to, to explain to John that he was the time because John has the time incorporated in Mm -hmm. himself. He controls perfectly the time and he was amazing too. And um, I I felt really, really lucky to, to work in this. And yes, they were absolutely opposite, but not in terms of, acting. You guys are very professional. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. I repeat this again. I'm sorry. It's not. I'm really professional too, but they were so easy working with, you know, it it was easy to work with them. They're very, I don't know, very precise. Uh, When when Paolo talk about some poetic nuance, they understand and they catch the idea and they Put it on the scene, and I was amazed. I was like, "Wow, they—they they are easy." You know, you normally you 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 think that they are, they are going to be I don't know they are going to be with an entourage mm-hmm. again uh, around, and they appear alone, both of them. Hi, hi. It's like, "Oh," <laughs> and you were looking around. He's like, "Oh, they are alone." You know, they they enjoy the show, and they were part of the crew, and that's for me. I don't know. It's an example, and I put myself on this. Try to put all these uh, ideas on on the films now. I think it's they're both of them are great. I'm in love. I'm in love. <laughs> both of them. Uh,
1: yeah, maybe maybe uh, speaking of of love in this, because the the one of the things at least that I found really interesting this season is that Gutierrez's relationship with. John Paul III feels much more like equitable. Like they HBO just aired the the episode that ends with this confessional scene where it's both, you know, both of the characters' confessionals, and it feels much more like they're they're equals than in in yeah. you know the first season where everyone is sort of orbiting around Pius. I think
2: I think that I think that Gutierrez knows and feels that Francisco's the second Francis II is a man. And sometimes the first season, I have the idea that Pius XIII is a saint. Mm -hmm. I think that Gutierrez thinks that this guy is a kind of saint. He knows that, he knew that about the miracle with the mother of this little guy, he feels something important, important. And this second, the the first part of the second season, Gutierrez is always thinking that something is going to happen. This guy is still alive and everyone has forget about him. And he's like, hey, we have forgotten. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't have to forgot about Paris XIII because he's alive. And me and the character of Ludivine Seigneur, only both of us are, are, Waiting for this moment, and I and the first person that Paisen didn't call is Gutierrez. This guy yeah, call Gutierrez, please, because it's my I don't know miss my relation to the Vatican, my connection with the Vatican. I think that Gutierrez think that John the, the character is Francis, uh, Francis the Second. That is, is, no, I'm sorry, Francis II is, uh, the Second is John Maco Is the Pope is uh, John Paul the Third, John Paul the Third. I think that Gutierrez think that Jean paul the Third is, is a man. Mm-hmm. He's just a man with problems, but he's just a man with a with a burden in his shoulders. But I think that he's really connect with John with the faith uh, because okay, and of course he thinks that he's a miracle, of course, but I don't know. maybe it's maybe it's the the man that we are waiting for all these centuries. Mm-hmm it it really does
1: change like you know in in the first season there's this sense of loss driving Gutierrez that obviously sort of like comes from his childhood and all of the suffering that he's endured and now it feels like the source of that suffering is the loss of this relationship and the loss of like this friend and and like saint who was such a big part of his life and if it like i don't know it feels like very different like
2: texturally Yes, I think that the, in the, the the last episode in the first season, when he defends homosexuality instead of Pederastia or something, when, when Pius the fifteenth is put on the same level homosexuality and pederastia, and he begins to put a I don't know, have a fit on the table, he's like, No, that's mm-hmm. not equal, please don't say that and he, he he came back from the United States more strong stronger and more powerful, more secure, no? And mm-hmm. I think the second season is, I don't know, he wants to live, he, he's still in love. I mean, he wants to feel this sensation. Of course, he's terrified. And, um, but he's strong to feel this. He's strong to to have a, a lose about, I don't know, to, to be, I don't know, I, I think it's more, more brave to, to, to fill his own life. No?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and of course Paolo is going to offer us a milestone in our lives as a characters. Um, I don't know, feeling love and feeling guilty and feeling things. I don't know this, this season is focused on human beings, mm-hmm. not in the Vatican characters. No, like we can see, these balconies full of uh, cardinals and, and bishops. And I think he wants to point it in the, in the heart, not in the, in the brain or, and uh, the whole characters, for example, Ascente, the cardinal Ascente, that is naked in front of me and, and knocking on that door. It's mm-hmm. like, a, and of course we are gonna be lonely later, but maybe we can feel how to touch another man without feel. For a moment, this guiltiness. Yeah, we, we, oh, literally, uh,
1: you can just wanted to ask about that scene because it really, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's so, especially coming into this season, being really invested in the character, it feels so moving and really sad, like you said, in this like human way where Asante is making himself so vulnerable. Um, I don't know, is, is there like, can you, what was it like, sort of like, getting the script where that was gonna happen and then I feel like it you know like with the doors and all of this stuff it really feels like the filming is designed to make you feel really separated off from him and from everyone else who's like in the house.
2: Yeah um do you remember uh, Asante in the first season? Mm-hmm. Do you remember him that he's only one scene? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when the scene asking about his if he's homosexual yeah. and then just fires him from being yeah. the yeah, yeah. And in this season, he's fantastic. The character is great, yeah. it's crazy. No, and he's fine. He to Kabul, too. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's amazing how how uh Paolo offers you uh Paolo fell in love with this character in the first season, and only with this scene, and he offers him now uh an absolute uh, I don't know, amazing beautiful character, no, with a lot of uh whoa, a lot of a lot of rooms in his head and his Mm. behavior. Because he's mean but he's he can feel love but at the same time he's very I don't know. We were in Warburn Abbey in the north Mm of London. You can imagine guys. (laughs) You can imagine it looks so beautiful. (laughs) This exquisiteness of this castle was like oh my god. And um, he Maurizio Lombardi, the actor, uh, has a Japanese room and I have the portraits room and we were connected and it's a beautiful, beautiful and amazing two rooms that are, it was like a museum. And, uh, this season, uh, this, this scene was so, you know, scenes uh, things are a little more longer now they, they edit a lot, but the scene was. We hear the ARP, that John McGrath played ARP, and we hear the ARP and we were connected with his ARP. And it's a kind of, it's a kind of situation that all the characters has a connection with his temptations, you know? And during this humanity connected with temptations, Pius XIII appears to help, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of ghosts, that it appears to with the box, take the box of uh, the withdrawal, uh, the, 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 the drawer of, of John Malkovich, or help me help me to, to say no to this relation. And he said, Okay, you are great. Don't worry. You are doing, you are doing very well. I don't remember his, the line now. He said something in my scene. I don't remember that. I think he says about pain being pleasure. Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pleasure it's a, leads it's pain. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Or Cecile having sex with his uh, husband, mm-hmm. and and didn't help her to to be more comfortable. That is so <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Or to lead the fire to to uh, no no the chimini or the, the fireplace. Mm-hmm. That's that's the beginning of the, se- of the season. It's like, okay, we are going to talk about temptations and you are alone for some episodes because Pius XV is not here with you. Right. And I think that Gutierrez is dealing with these two feelings, like to be part of the Vatican, to be a real priest and now a cardinal and to be part of this um, clean and saint uh, situation, or get involved in this feelings that it, because he's a man. And I think that Paolo has touched a really important matter in the Catholic Church talking about that because it's necessary to the priests can love to because it's crazy.
1: Yeah, what what was it like sort of playing cause it, they also just aired that the, the fourth episode with the, the Freddy scenes and it really like, the first time we watched it, I feel like, and I don't know if you agree with this, like, we felt really conflicted about it, where it's like, on one level, you're like, great, like, that's so exciting, like, he deserves it. But then also, you know, there's this, like, inherent sadness and, and guilt involved, and it, it feels so,
2: yeah, just boring. Well, Alex, 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 Ezola, Alex Ezola, the actor, was mm-hmm. so, so uh, I don't know, so... I don't know how to say that, okay, so direct. Mm. When he said, oh, okay, it would be great to do something with you. Like, ah, big it partner. It's like, oh my God. Because we were, uh... but now connect with me and call me, I'm in Rome, I want to see you. And uh, it, it first of all, it was good to do these things with Alex because, oh my God, second, second opportunity to see each other, you know? The first uh, scene was in uh, in LA, and now he can he can uh, be in in Rome with us because Esola I think is a Italian uh, uh, name. Alex Esola is Alexandra Alexander Esola and it and he can connect with this mm-hmm. part of the Italian family. No, and uh, it was good for for us. And but yes, we have developed this season. This these two little things. Mm-hmm. And I think that Paolo wants to offer me the possibility to love instead of the relationship with Maurizio. That is more, uh, not aggressive, but I I feel that this guy is dark. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, uh, he's a nice guy, but he's a member of the church. And he's like, mm, I'm not really comfortable with this guy. He's good, but he's... I I don't I don't want just sex. Mm-hmm. It's like I it's another thing. And he offers me these little two things to put Gutierrez in in another emotional way. You know, it's like of course he's sad because I okay Paulo has a lot of ideas to uh, to us, and uh, he he writes he has written written a lot of scripts and a lot of things, a lot, a lot. <laughs> I promise you a lot. And uh, my character has, uh, I don't know, a lot of things with Alex and emotionals and sexuals. And and now there are only two little details, but we were connected with all these adventure, emotional adventure with, uh, and uh, Paolo has only take these little inches of things, but it, for me, it's amazing. I don't know. But yeah, I think it's to to put contrary ideas about sex and love. No, I think maybe. Sorry, guys, because my I, it would be great to speak Spanish with you and I will be more fluent. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's totally fine. We're, we're it's great. Yeah, no, yeah, you've been fantastic. You're so,
2: you're so fantastic.
1: Uh, I mean, it, I, it, is there other stuff that you feel comfortable talking about that was in? either that plot or other stuff that you want, could like almost got to do this season that, you know, could have ended up not making it into the show.
2: Well, for uh, for example, uh, you know, uh, it's really amazing to, well, I'm a Mediterranean actor. I'm from the Mediterranean. I'm a Spanish, I'm Italian, France, Greece, Turkey, North Africa. And well, the Mediterranean is a huge sea, maybe a little for you because you have a, huge audience, but we are connected in, in terms of art and mm-hmm. films and, you know, it's, a, it's, our, it's one of our areas. And to be shooting in Rome in the center of our, I don't know, in the center of the world for us, no? Mm-hmm. And uh, to be in Cinecittà, this, this big studios in, when, when Fellini, Federico Fellini or all the Pasolini, all these amazing directors have been shooting His entire career, it was amazing for me. It was amazing for all of us. Paolo built the Sistine Chapel in one of the studios, and in the other, in the in the main studio is the fifth, I think. The fifth studio is the favorite of Fellini when Fellini shoot all his films. He built the uh, the Cathedral of Saint Peter, Saint Peter Cathedral. And it was amazing it's like a kind of circle that you had you can um uh, finish to, uh, to open another circles because as a Spanish or as a European actor to work in Chinechita, um uh, is like the Vatican for actors mm-hmm. it's two vaticans <laughs> yeah and it's, at the same time is the is the real Vatican for me and is the the is 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 a fake Vatican yeah. but more more amazing than the real Mexican. <laughs> and it was amazing to be part of this adventure because we were a lot of actors from all over the world, from Peru, from Moscow, from the Philippines, from a lot. And we were really amazed and thrilled to be part of this amazing world. And above all, I want to say something about the point of view of an artist. Paulo has a very intimate and personal point of view about life and about church or about art or literati- literature, or even soccer now. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to see how he puts all the beauty uh, and uh, the intention and the emotion in every shot. And that's amazing for me because every single shot is full of beauty, but at the same time full of emotion. And that's really difficult because he's talking about himself. He's not trying to be posh or elegant or whatever. He mixed trash and then, and beauty at the same time. He missed faith and human beings. He mixed beauty and ugliness at the same. And, even in, a, in just a character, even in just a scene. And that's an amazing thing to be part of this. It's a gift for me. It's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I think, do do we have any, any I think we have one or two other things we want to get through or we can...
0: Um, maybe just this last one. I'm just curious. Yeah. And like...
1: then, well, I, I kind of also want to briefly ask, because uh, you were talking about sort of filming in, in Rome. And I, I'm curious... First like did you go like did anyone go to the actual Vatican?
2: while well, you guys were no no did. it's impossible i i don't know if, it, if someone has shot in, in the Vatican well, not not shooting for us was, but just like
1: visiting uh, just as like a research uh, trip
2: I, I i was visited yeah i visit i visited the Vatican but uh but you know the touristic uh mm-hmm. areas I think that Paulo has been invited to visit the the Pope' uh, bibliothèque, or I don't know, our office, or maybe but or the apartments, maybe. Mm-hmm. But everything uh, we have we have been shooting everything the whole season outside of the Vatican. We have never put our feet in the Vatican. Mm-hmm. But everybody said that is the best Vatican ever because it looked like a, And do you remember the the Great Beauty? Have you seen the yeah. Great Beauty? There is a little character who. Has a beautiful scene that when the Jeff Gambardella, the characters wants to show his girlfriend, his new girlfriend, wants to show Rome, and he called a little uh, a man and say, "Hey, you have the, you you are still having the keys of the castles of Rome," and say, "Yes," and he opened a box with full of beautiful keys, and uh, that that character is a kind of Paolo Sorrentino, you know. Mm. He has the power to open the castles and the most beautiful houses in Rome and in Venice and in the world, and uh, and it has been a a miracle to enter in little uh, doors and you have and we have discovered beautiful gardens in the center of Rome and beautiful, amazing castles and amazing churches and known little chapels, and that's amazing because he knows. He's from he's from, uh, Napoli, Naples, Naples, but he knows beautifully, very well Rome, and uh, it has been amazing to be part of this crew visiting these amazing places. Yes, I feel that we have never <laughs> entered
1: <in> the Vatican. <laughs> no. I feel like so much of it for us has been about honestly the like you were talking about at the beginning the like theatricality and the clothing. Like it seems like it must be so much fun to just like get to wear all of the costumes and all of the, you know,
2: the stuff that you have to wear. Yeah, that's as part- amazing. And, and it helps a lot, you know, as soon as you put your, your cassock and your, your, your habits and your things, it's like, oh my God, I'm part of this. Mm-hmm. And, and you feel that it's really easy, you know, that they control with colors, you know, this red, this velvet, this white, this black, you know, they are very powerful colors and they control rhythm and they control time and uh, they knew one day, a long time ago, maybe 2000 years ago, they knew that control the beauty is control the power because people was illiterate. They don't know about read or about, and the church control minds, the church control faith. That's unbelievable. And they became actors of his faith. And they need theater, a big theater. And they build these theaters. And it's amazing how they have been alive for such a long time. Religion is a very powerful, I don't know, thing. And it's, and yes, Vatican is, and, and it's not only the, the Kazakhs and the, and the, the colors, it's, The the, the Vatican is mystery. The Vatican is silence. The Vatican is his own rhythm. If they enter in his in the rhythm of the society, they are they are killed in five minutes. They need to control his own rhythm. They need to be conservatives because society is so modern. If society is so conservative, they start to be a little more modern. You know, it's like they need to control this kind of uh, you know, it's so slowly, church, but it's, but that's the power of the church. Yeah, I think.
1: Uh, yeah, that feels like. Do you want to start our, our last? Uh...
2: Yeah,
0: well, just I guess just to close things, uh, we are curious about how. What's your sense of how Catholics uh, respond to the show? Like, do they?
1: And that you know, especially because you're yeah. talking about religion is this powerful force, and it, it yeah. feels like you know. Like, do people that you know like it, or like, this is blasphemy? I'm curious how
2: people feel about it. I, I, I don't know, second season. But first season was really good, because, I don't know, Paolo tried to give a, an idea about the profound sense of sanctity, or how a man can be a father of the church without knowing his own family. That's the the main Idea in the first season no? It's how the how Pius the can be the father of the church <laughs> without searching his family. You know that, and it's very. I think that people em, em, empathize a lot with this, with he with him. No, because it's like, oh my God, he's a he's a little boy, abandoned, and he became the most powerful man in the world. But the second season is more sexual. Is more human. <laughs> And it's more, I don't know. I think that second season has connected with, I don't know, with another generations. Uh, Maybe with you, maybe with the, the, I don't know, maybe with, no, because you love the season for the first (laughs) season. But but, uh, I don't know why I'm receiving a lot of messages from all over the world in this second season. You know, it's like, oh my God, it looks like people has discovered new Pope and young Pope in the second season. And it's, It's absolutely amazing, but I want to, I want to, I need to understand why. Mm -hmm. And I think that is more, I don't know, more, maybe sex is and human and humanity is more clear now. Mm -hmm. And maybe Catholics are going to be a little more, uh, (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) disappointed.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, I okay, I actually have one one more thing I want and then we'll we can let you go. I have one, I more, thing. Right one more thing. We got one more thing. We got one more thing. Cuz I just while, while you're you know like you're talking about people are discovering the first season and the second season and thinking about like what directions they take it in the third season. I have to say when we and I'm sure we can find a way to to talk about this. Uh, maybe hopefully we'll figure out in editing, but that I really thought that the Gutierrez was going to become the pope at the end of the second season. Uh, oh my god! It would be great. I know, I know, I know, and that's so. That's what I want. I want to. I want to sort of. If you we have, have
2: to wait, we have to wait in the third season. Please ask, uh, call with Paolo and said to him that it, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be crazy for 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 Gutierrez, but he will be. Great. Yeah.
1: What kind of pope? Just as a, as our last thing, like yeah, I think it would be great too. What kind of pope do you think like you would be? I feel like you would have you would have a lot of fun with that.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any idea about that. I don't have any idea about that. He's going to be a mystery, Um no, I'm. I'm you know i i don't know, all the actors all the crew where we are waiting for the third season we are waiting for that it it's going to be a these two scenes this is the this two um seasons has been a a miracle for us as an actor you know not not as a director because Paulo has i don't know more than i don't know but uh, as an actor for a lot of them a lot of us are has been a, like oh my god it's crazy i remember when Paolo tell, told us, uh, Jude and, and me uh, in Venice, when we were finishing the first season, he told us, I have an idea for the second. And, and we hug each other, he's like, oh my God, is <laughs> the second season, it's crazy. And we were so happy uh, because we, we couldn't imagine that with, with the finish of the first season, we couldn't imagine that it's another season. Huh? But he has an idea. And I think he has an idea for the third season. And I'm pushing him. I'm pushing him. I don't want to be. I don't want. I I don't need to be a pope. There's this, don't worry. But I I just want to be there. You know. I just want to be with, surrounded by these talent, people, and this crew, and this. I don't know where. I don't know when. But it will be. Uh. It will be another miracle. A third miracle.
1: I I think we're all. All of us are praying we're for at, yes. for that to that to happen.
2: Yes. We have to, to talk with the Greek actress and all this group of of actors have people uh praying in the on the square in venice <laughs> and we we need to go to venice to pray yeah for the third season yes oh man yeah thank you well, thank, thank you so, you much, so much for much, talking to us thank you thank you i'm sorry for my mistakes but thank you for your uh, i'm really appreciated because my i i make a lot of mistakes in english and like but maybe you no, you're, we, you're fantastic we didn't hear any of them uh, yes thank you i've been i've been trying to to speak with myself in English like <laughs> here for, for 10 minutes. Ago. Oh my God, because uh, I'm, I'm shooting a film in, in Barcelona and here everybody speaks Catalan mm-hmm. and, and Spanish. And I have a, a mix in my, my head about Catalan and, and Italian and, and a, a lot of languages. And, and I need to refresh my English for a few minutes here, <laughs> stupidly walking in the, in the corridor speaking English. Like, what, am I, what am I doing? I'm crazy. <laughs> okay, it's it's a huge pleasure to speak with with you guys, and thank you for your attention and for your patience. Okay. Yeah, thank, thank you so, you so much. much.
0: Have a great evening.
2: Yeah. I see you. I see yeah, you in the third season. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be
1: there.
0: Great. Okay. Okay. See you
1: later. Bye. Kisses from Barcelona. Bye
0: Bye-bye. bye. Oh, oh. Ui,